Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, we're going to take a look at the trends in architecture and design by talking to a partner at one of the most successful architecture firms in the state of Texas. His journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is The Jeff Crilly Show. I've always been impressed with how great architecture can separate one city from another. We all can think of cities that are very forgettable. They don't even leave a mark on your, on your mind. And then you think about the city of Dallas, especially when we're watching a Cowboys game on national TV and, and we see these beautiful buildings and, and artwork and sculptures and, and beautiful bridges. Well, the people behind stuff like that are firms like Boca Powell here in Dallas. Thanks for coming on the show, Andrew Bennett. It's an honor to be here, Jeff. Um, it's really it's really cool pleasure. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and you would agree with me, I, I, I think Dallas is exceptional, isn't it? You know, Dallas really fits into the, the, the US in a phenomenal way. Um, we have an arts district that has seven Pritzker Prize winning buildings in it. That's um, the Pritzker Prize is kind of like an, a lifetime achievement award for architects. It's a very prestigious award. And um, if you think about the architecture that happens in that area and then spreads out throughout the entire Metroplex, it's just a phenomenal environment to be practicing architecture in. Sure. And you're working on some really big projects. I was just on your, your website and there's a nice slideshow right on the homepage. And I was impressed with just you know, not only the design, but just the, uh, the types of clients you're working with. Yeah, we have a, we have a lot of fun <clears throat> being very diverse in what we do. Um, we've been fortunate enough to work with the Perot family. We have a long, we call them legacy clients when, um, when we've done multiple buildings for a company like Hillwood. And then um, to do work for Southwest Airlines has been a real journey for us for the last 10 years. Um, we've done some amazing uh, projects with them. And then, uh, you know, over 2 million square feet for a company like Granite Properties up in Plano um, that my partner Don Powell has led that effort. And to have that kind of built environment to, to, to sort of work, live and play in is, is pretty phenomenal. Uh, for a guy who's absolute novice at this, when you're designing something, you're thinking, okay, can this design hold up for the next 10, 20 years? Because we can all think about, you know, some of the designs during the 70s that quickly became dated. Oh, for sure. So there's really two aspects to that. And kind of the lens that I look at things through is that our, our mantra is dream fulfillment. And dream fulfillment is really what our clients want. And, um, you know, it's a 10 to 20 year thing when you think about design trends, like you just mentioned. But if you're thinking about longevity of a building, you're designing buildings for 50 or 100 years if you're doing your job. And so you've got to think about how, okay, we can repaint that building or we can change some of the, some of the materiality in our office building practice. We do a lot of um, adaptive reuse and renovation. So some of the things that we're doing just in the neighborhood where we are right now is renovating lobbies and kind of bringing them up to those newer trends. Uh, it's something that we take a lot of sort of intentional care in doing is, is, is planning for trends. 
One of your uh, larger projects is uh, Granite Park, and we're going to put up some video, and I want you to just kind of walk us through this. Does, that has to feel good for you as you, you see that area to say, wow, I did that, I did that. I yeah, did. there's a lot of pride in that. And as I said, my partner Don Powell and, and, and a team of dozens, um, since 1998 um, really is when the first building was built. And, and the, you know, we call them Granite Park 1, and now we're on Granite Park 8 and 9 that we're planning. Um, and uh, Granite Park 6, uh, which is the tallest of the towers, is under construction right now. It's being topped out pretty soon, if not already. And that environment is a phenomenal mixed-use environment where there's actually retail, there's water, there's a hotel that we did, a 300-key Hilton. Wow. And so there's a lot of pride in working on a project like that. Yeah, I have to imagine, you know, I, I was a TV reporter for 25 years and, you know, it, very few people were sitting there recording you. And so you did a report and then you wondered, did anybody see it? Yeah, the does, life it, of does, it. does it matter? Yeah. But with you, that has to give you such pride that even long after you're gone, some of the things that, that your uh, firm works on yeah. will, will be here. It's a little frightening. I am a Dallasite. I grew up here and then I started my career here and there are buildings that I worked on in the, the late 80s that are still, that are still standing. Um, and so when you can say that and have that kind of feeling, um, it's pretty impressive. Um, you know, on the, on the sort of non-office side, non-corporate side, just down the street here is a St. Rita Catholic community. Mm -hmm. And we did some building additions there wow. and those are going to stand the test of time and they're going to be there for a long time. So, uh, the diversity is really fun to work on too, the different kinds of projects that we touch. Sure. And as you look at, um, design trends, is there like a hot design trend that, uh, people should be aware of? You know, um, one of the things that you've probably heard this buzzword that really sort of relates to the whole experience of architecture is the aspect of walkability. If you're not building and designing buildings in areas and neighborhoods that people can appreciate from and get out and walk and use and stay out of the car, you know, North Texas, you know, it is a car culture, but we're slowly eroding that, that need for the car. So that's a trend. Um, in most of our work, this sort of health and wellness trend is big. So the idea that daylighting, no matter what type of project you're doing, you're getting great daylighting um, is really key so that your the, the environment is a little more healthy. Um, so, um, and then the other thing too is the multi-use uh, aspect of having fitness and, sure. and food and uh, everything that you can experience. Um, coming out of the pandemic, we wanted to get people back into the workplace. We wanted students to enjoy their, where they, where they uh, are learning. And so we do a lot of student housing. And so that the student housing is like the kind of apartments right, you and I right, rented when right. we were kids. That's not what they, they're in luxury uh, digs these days. Wow. Well, I can speak as, as a tenant of uh, Lincoln Center. I'm so proud of all the work that they did at the height of the pandemic. Yes. Um, they spent tens of millions of dollars renovating the building. Yeah. And that was at a time when nobody knew what was going to happen. Would people come back to work? Absolutely. What happened with you guys during the pandemic? Did you have people put projects on hold or, or how did you navigate that? We, uh, we were lucky. We had a few projects put on hold. Those projects that we had put on hold weren't done until like the second quarter of 2020, maybe even creeping into the third quarter. Um, we, were, we did really well with our technology, having all of our employees. We're about 100 people and um, we had them all work at home and we were able to connect within a day or two of shutting, shutting down. We were able to connect back and, and get going. And so uh, we learned very quickly how to do remote working and all the Zoom calling and everything. We were already doing some of that with Teams, uh, Microsoft Teams. Um, the project load that year had a little bit of a bump, but it picked back up very quickly. Mm. It, was, it was really phenomenal to see how 2021 took off again. Outstanding. Let's talk about Austin. We've got some more video that we want to share. Uh, tell us about this project. Um, we have a, 
Well, that's the slideshow. Oh, that's the slideshow. Yeah. yeah, that's those are your employees. Let's let's stay with that for a second. Yeah. Uh, so we have a culture that um, we've helped cultivate over the years, where we really, you know, it's kind of a little bit cliche to work, say, work hard, play hard. Mm-hmm. But the idea that we work really hard is then to sort of be very collegial with each other and have a lot of fun uh, connecting. And so there's events throughout the year. There's uh, so many things that we do. Like we have a famous Christmas roast that we do. It's very old school. And then uh, pretty much once a month, we're doing something really fun to keep everyone kind of connected with each other. All right, let's talk about Austin now. Uh, this is, is it the W Hotel? Yeah, it's a W Hotel. It's a, uh, one of our premier projects that we finished, I think around 2006, 2007. Um, this project uh, is phenomenal and it's, you know, it's a W Hotel, it's got residents in it. And uh, we have a very vibrant Austin office too, um, of about 15 or 20 people that um, uh, can support projects in Austin. and. Um, it's got the uh, Austin uh, City Limits live music venue in it, okay. which is really fun to, to kind of do a project that has all these different kind of aspects and then uh, also work on the technical issues like, as you would appreciate, uh, solving for the acoustics and the, mm-hmm. and the sound and the, and the AV uh, IT qualities as you're close next door to a hotel and a, resi- a high-end residential tower. Well, so I can only imagine how you, um, you know, experience life. When you come to a building that it, you say to yourself, man, this is so outdated, it, does it drive you crazy? Uh, it, it can drive me crazy, but I see those as opportunities. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of an optimist, so I'm always looking for something, you know, how do you, what's the silver lining? What can you do with that? Right. It really is an opportunity. Um, I think that's <clears throat> one of the bigger challenges we have as architects is depending on the environment you live and work in, uh, Dallas is very conservative. We have conservative developers. They care about the return on investment. And so they can be sometimes cautious. We have to challenge them. We have to push them. That's our job is to deliver what they need and what they want, but also um, kind of be inspiring with what we provide so that they might kind of push for that extra edge to take a building up to another notch. I like that. So I'll, I'll drill down a little deeper on that. So the client comes and they, they have this idea. This is what I, I'm, I'm going for. Mm-hmm. And you take it and say, okay, and have you considered this and yeah. this and this? You know, another mantra we have in that dream fulfillment category is that we always... Um, listen, we always uh, provide the client what they ask for first. We, we give that solution. And then we definitely push the boundaries with options. Um, we like to sort of inspire them to kind of like go different directions. Um, bad ideas some com- com- sometimes teach you lessons too. And so showing them different studies and showing them that we're passionate about looking at things from all angles is really important to us. And what does it feel like when the client comes back after seeing the, the work complete and say, um, Andrew, you're right. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. You know, when you can have clients that you end up calling friends, mm-hmm. that's when you know you've really made it happen because they're going to come back to you for years and chat with you about the results. And they're going to tell you how the people are living in a building. I have a client in Las Colinas that calls me and just and, and told me that they just paid off their building. Wow. And, that, and pr- previously they'd leased their building for 35 years. So now they own their own building. They're very happy with the results. And, you know, that's a moment of pride, you know, six and seven years later after they built that building that they're still enjoying it. Yeah. And it makes such a difference these days. I remember, you know, when I was, uh, you know, kind of growing up and, and coming of age in the in the 70s and the 80s, uh, the design wasn't that critical to the work experience. And now a Gen Z comes into a building that looks like it was, you know, developed Yo. by the Brady's. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely a different world that we live in. I mean, I yeah. think we're of similar vintage. I, I, yeah. I was a child of the 70s, but I came of age in the 80s. Yeah. And technology and the experience, uh, you know, I've always thought that what technology did for people like us is open the entire world to us. We can travel the world on airplanes, but you can get on the Internet and go anywhere these days. Google right. Earth. I mean, I'm a kind of an addict of Google Earth. 
you can go see what's going on anywhere in the world. And so if you're not following what is making people happy around the world and kind of bringing that to buildings in Dallas, yeah. Texas, then you're missing the boat. And uh, the, with advances in, in technology, you're able to animate stuff and oh, actually sure. show them yes. this is what it would look like. Yeah. And um, we will go into meetings with potential clients and we'll say, hey, we're going to operate without a, a safety net and we'll model in front of them. And we'll um, uh, have that project evolve three-dimensionally and before their eyes, and they can make quicker decisions. They, they can understand the project more quickly with animations and modeling. Outstanding. Uh, Andrew, we're almost out of time. Final thoughts. What would you like to leave people with? Oh, wow. Um, so again, you know, we live in a, uh, we're, we're really blessed to live in a DFW market that's just blowing and going. Um, I sometimes compare Austin and Dallas to sort of what's going on in, in a positive way and how China has built up all these buildings. Um, the, the, the flight from the East Coast and the West Coast to come to Texas has given architects in this region a tremendous opportunity uh, to make a difference and to kind of create um, built projects that are walkable, um, that are humane and full of wellness. And uh, the built environment is much richer for those kinds of things. And I think people will enjoy those kind of projects and we need to keep pushing for that. So that's what I would leave you with. Outstanding. Andrew Bennett, uh, Boca Powell. We'll end with the website, which is bocapowell.com. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.